Welcome to Strange Tales from Out of Space. Every week, my name is Doc, and every week we take everybody through the news. Oh, we already started this, really. Every <laughs> week, my name is Doc, is what you said. That is your first take. Hey, it's I think we should keep it's it. Consistent. It's consistent. Yeah, it's, consistent. it's true. I mean, it's not a lie. The day that every week it's not Doc, because we have a question and issue here. Yeah, when but you get fired. Me... Hopefully this week. <laughs> <laughs> every week we go through the news that was and might will be in Wildstar, and I have with us a trio of guests. Two of them are concurrent and always. They're not really guests. They're more like hosts, I guess. For now. <laughs> oh my god, just go! Just get to it! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have Indigo! Hey! <laughs> I'm Krug! I'm Krug, I'm one of this week's guests, apparently. That's, you know... <laughs> That's what happens when you cross me! And, <laughs> and last but not least, the man, the myth, the legend, the person that posts more than anyone else on the forums, including the moderators, Eclipse. Oh, now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, including all of the moderators combined. Yes. <laughs> well, to to be fair, they should probably do a little bit more. But that, that's just my opinion. A hundred percent agree. Anyways, uh, keep going with it, Doc. So every week we always start off with just a little chit chat on how your week was. And Eclipse, we'll start with you. How was your week last week? Well, uh, let's see. Everything's good uh, in the real world. Um, as far as Wildstar goes, uh, I did something that I haven't done at all in the game, and that is I bought two pristine Genesis keys. I did GA for the first time. Exclusive PvP up until now. 450s. Never touched anything beyond, like, veteran uh, what is it? Storm Talons Lair. I did my first veteran Kelvareth this week, today, actually. And I did uh, GA, and I went on a 6, and I freaking died, like, 14 times. It was terrible. <laughs> just, like, the fall damage, like, of all things, too. Like, not even to the boss. It's just a the freaking cliffs. I have so um, little money in Wildstar. I've never even looked at how much these pristine Genesis keys cost. How much did you pay for each of them? Well, I I got a killer deal actually. I paid forty five platinum for two of them. What? And, Far yeah, less than and, I that's a yeah. Mess. Well, to to be fair, I think I got a great deal because I, somebody sold, said they were selling them for like fifty platinum, and I was only gonna buy one. But they were just like, oh, yeah, we'll sell them both. So I did. I bought two. Huh. And I uh, haven't even equipped one, but I'm, I'm probably going to use it um, on my, my main, my warrior there. So we'll see how it goes. I uh, really want to did... see how your adventures in, in uh, dungeons go now that you're technically raid ready. Uh, it's, it's bad. Like, it's not, it's not once, <laughs> once, I, once I learn it, I get it. But those freaking eggs, they put eggs in there that disorient you, and you just go and just pop, and you just die. This is, this is all happens. You, just, <laughs> you hit one, or somebody else hits one, and you just run into it, and you just fall off the edge because there are no guardrails for that for that thing, and it's just it's terrible. And that was only <laughs> I've only been through the first boss. That's it. No, I'm, I'm already like dying a billion times. So. And that's my defense for the pressing Genesis key. You have to still learn the fights, but you still have access to them when you probably couldn't anyway. I think yeah, it's beating really cool. a dead horse. Beating a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, they should. Uh, I should have done the attunement. But to be to be fair though, since the backwards, uh, since you can do it backwards now or whatever, you know, you just do them whenever. Um, I probably have gotten most of it done on my warrior. I just haven't uh, done the first step to get it started. So. Well, I mean, in your fair defense, uh, attunement is really dumb. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so good! I made the right decision. <laughs> I want forty-five flat now. <laughs> hey, uh, I also did war plots this week uh, again, which, which is awesome because I've always been the person that says, "Have you ever seen war plots?" And uh, we actually are doing them now pretty regularly. We've got a couple couple teams that'll queue up against us over in Gat like Gangsters, which I which I'm a new new recruit for as well. Um, <laughs> but I uh, know it's a lot of fun. There's a there's surprisingly a lot of stuff to do in war plots, and if there was like 
you know, 10 million people for this game, that'd probably be one of the better things on the market because there's a ton of stuff in there, a ton of stuff to do, a lot of like intricacies and just so many things that you can do like in Warplots. They're a lot of fun too. So I don't know, you guys, yeah, we'll you guys should check it out to, sometime. We'll definitely yeah, have to pick your brain about that. Yeah. Well, let me let me make a plug real quick and say we do it at 8 p.m. on Friday nights. And if you're ever interested, <laughs> every Friday. And is that Dominion somewhat. side or Exile side? Um, well, Dominion side is what what I play on, mm-hmm. and the guy like Gangsters. That's they're they're I think nine and one or so with their Warplot team. Um, that's that's who I play with. We do it at eight eight o'clock. Um, there's only I guess two other Exile teams too, and they queue up around the same time against us. So. Um, so yeah, 8 p.m. Friday. So they just switched it over there to it. If you guys can make it, if not, you know, we'll, we got streams going. We actually have both of them streamed our last two games. So nice, that's awesome. And you guys don't have a full team, so you take uh, uh, mercenaries or whatever they're called. Um, yeah, generally we can we can generally fill about 20 some players, and the other 10 are just people that that come in and want to participate, or or people that are you know generally PVEers and want to come try it out, or you know, there's plenty plenty of room. Cool. It's always room so, for people for Warplot. So. Yeah, if anyone <laughs> listening wants to try Warplot, maybe you can uh, queue up with these guys at around 8 o'clock. Or, or just in fun. general, uh, queue up for PvP. That would be Please, <laughs> please. You're going to see a theme would, this tonight. Nice. You're going to see a theme that. tonight. Anyway, how was your <laughs> week this week? Um, uh, week in the world of me. Uh, well, my graphics card is dying, which uh, makes me upset because it's less than a year old. Uh, but I bought a new graphics card coming in tomorrow, so that, that I'm excited about. Um, I've been working way too much on the website, but you know, we're, we're pushing, uh, you bought a new graphics card, but you skipped over what it was. Cause it's awesome. You should oh, tell uh, people. I bought a GTX 980. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's right? why I have a computer as well. Mm. Stuck with my 745 or whatever that <laughs> Yeah. Suck it. Your it's number's so, so much higher than mine. Oh, cause that's the important part. Anyways. So yeah, um, that's what I've been doing outside the world of uh Wildstar. within Wildstar, I have been really, I, I tried to slow down because I was letting doc and Krug, uh, catch up because both of them on their alts are really slow, but doc finally caught up with me. Uh, so we've been playing a little bit. We tried to do Skullcano and that was just the worst experience ever. That was ever. Murphy's <laughs> law. I that was, was, I was under geared and we had two people that were pulling aggro on purpose yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. No, one of them legitimately <laughs> was. The other one was just, unfortunately, just putting out too much DPS, man. Allegedly. Ass. But, yeah. And so I that... remember from the very beginning, the very first dungeon I ever did in this game, it was horrible. <laughs> like, right? I, couldn't, I couldn't figure it out, so I don't know how anybody else did. Like, I don't, we didn't make it past the second boss in Kelvin, so, so, so I would sweat it. Skullcano was the only, uh, well, I mean, once we got to uh, Sword Maiden, that one was also Nightmare. But, like, Kelvarad and 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 Stormtown, those those weren't bad. Like they were at first when everyone was getting into it and didn't know the fight and didn't know what was going on. Like it was miserable because we would die over and over and over again. But eventually, like it kind of got to a point where it's like everyone's done these before. Let's we know exactly how to beat these bosses because I think that's the thing with Wildstar is like everything's really difficult because you just, like they don't tell you what things do or why, and you just kind of have to learn them. And so that's it was really difficult at first, but once everyone got it, uh, got the hang of it, like we can run dungeons all day long and it's easy. But Skullcano, that son of a bitch, I hate that damn tiki dude in the very beginning. <laughs> Tugga, oh f him. Anyways, uh, but yeah, that that was my week. Uh, what Krug, you're up next. My turn. Uh, so my week was good. Uh, outside of uh, the wonderful game of Wildstar, I got over being sick, which is awesome. Uh, it was this last illness that I was under the influence of was probably the worst illness that I've had in years. Like it was, it was horrible sparing you the disgusting, absolutely unnecessary <laughs> details. 
Um, I was very sick. So now I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I got to go to the last two days of work last week. Um, and while I was sick, I did a lot of work on our website, which I guess we'll talk about closer to the end of uh, our episode. And I got to do a lot of leveling in Wildstar. I, at one point, had surpassed Doc, but then I started going to work again. And eh, obviously, you thought that you were gonna beat me fell by again. the wayside. Yeah, so my my exile on uh, on entity entity is that the name of the entity, server? Yeah. I forget I forget the name of the service. Uh, on entity is level twenty six or seven ish now. Um, and I played a little bit on Krug again because I haven't touched Krug in a while. I've been focusing on leveling this uh, Spellslinger, uh, which is really fun. Spellslinger, like I'm not used to having like burst damage, and it's really like really nice questing and just being able to be like, nah, you're dead, nah, you're dead too. <laughs> Instead of like medic, where I have to like, okay, I have to walk up to this person, like interact with them for a while before they die. No, no, that's not a thing with spellslingers. You don't get time <laughs> to look at other character models; they just explode into gibbs, and you walk to the next one. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much been my week. See, as a spellslinger main, I just like looking at health bars go from one hundred to zero. That's always the best part. <laughs> I think there's character models somewhere in there, but man, my week, I finally got my new computer. Had a lot of hardware issues, and looks like uh, Indigo is going to have his as well. I was going to get it through one group, and it would have taken a month and a half to get it. So I said, F this, went to Newegg. Newegg said, hey, you live like 20 miles away. If you buy it before 10, you'll have it by 6 that same day. So I said, That's always a good feeling. Hell yes! Exactly. Right? And literally, I'm talking to them on, I'm talking to Indigo and uh, a few people and, and Krug on chat. And uh, I'm like, oh, they're not going to get it to me today. Oh, well. And then I hear a knock on the door. Hey guy, uh, I have a I have a thing for you here, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> ah! Well, they, 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 didn't they also like give you a refund because they're like, and they oh, gave me a refund because <laughs> they didn't know they were gonna get it to me on time. Yeah, so, Newegg told him they weren't gonna deliver on time, refunded his shipping, and then delivered it on time. Twenty minutes is, later, which is like, okay, guys. Oh, wow. To which I then <laughs> say, everyone needs to always order this shit on Newegg. Just in that's general. exactly why they gave him the oh, refund. Oh my god, that is <laughs> so without the refund, I was. They got it to me in eight hours of brand new laptop. Because we know laptop, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's a monster. It's awesome. In-game, <laughs> I finally took it seriously to level, and I ended up surpassing Krug hands down. And, and uh, yeah, so haha. No, the, the best part is is that we're sitting there, and we're on vet, and, and, and Doc goes, wait, wait, wait. There's little, like, graphics happen when you chop down trees, man. I'm like, yeah, did, did you not? Oh, my God. I used to think this game was pretty, but now that my graphics are above low, oh my god, are you oh serious? My god. I'm dead serious. <laughs> okay, I had a I had GTX four or something. I was able to play the game on low and I get above 50, 60 frames a second. I really enjoyed that. I would prefer consistent, stable frames a second over graphic fidelity. That's just how I play. I want to be able to make sure that I'm able to play as silky smooth as possible. I got a a new laptop with a GTX nine seventy nine eighty M. I put everything up to high, and I'm running like 90 frames a second on this thing. It is gorgeous. Yeah, Holy you're crap! A blast, I bet. Oh, there's grass. There's grass on the ground. <laughs> what is this? Um, <laughs> so just like the put your shadows pop- on and everything, see so your oh, own shadows. Oh Perfect. my! I'm literally like re-enjoying. It's like looking at the game for the first time again. I gave my old uh, laptop to my girlfriend to play because we got it fixed. Actually, my supervisor found a part for it and he fixed it. And so I did a side-by-side comparison of me at maxed out settings on my new laptop and then me at the best I can do on an old laptop. It is legitimately night and day. It's it's nonsense. It's, it's legi- like legitimately when you use low settings, Wildstar turns it into nighttime. It's so weird. Like nobody knows why <laughs> they put that in there. 
Anyway, it's that's... kind of like that sad cloud above you that just <laughs> your computer sucks. <laughs> it's the Charlie Brown of, of gameplay experiences. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the strange, strange tales of this week. We actually found out that this week the Wildstar Community Magazine issue number four is out. Woo-hoo. And as always, go check it out. We'll put the link in the doobly oh, We'll put the link in the doobly doo. And uh, it's got really cool stuff on it. It's got some more additional add-ons. It's got some cool housing stuff. And the thought, that, the thing that I found new and fun that I didn't see last time was stuff that um, like raid-friendly add-ons and actually raid etiquette for those of you that are new to raiding or those that are may have a raider that might need a crash course and how to react. And there's 39 other people in their raid. Maybe have them go check that out. That's just, just hey. for you, Eclipse. Yeah, I was just passive say. aggressive. Oh, yeah. no, I, I, I'm going oh, to no. well, take a look well, at that. And well, see, I, I, uh... well, he's new to raiding, so it would never hurt. At least in a wild star. <laughs> but there are some people. Everyone knows the like. Every once in a while, there's like a one person that's like a total rage addict. Oh yeah. my god! Oh, just fuck those people so much. Oh, this is cool. This is like a nice magazine too. Yeah, have you never seen this before? Online. No, I haven't. This is really yeah. Awesome. It's such an awesome interface. I don't know, like, if they paid for this or if they made it, but this is like. It's so awesome, and some of the things are interactive. It's uh, it's really well done. It's a nice, nice digital um, DIY style magazine. I Got know. a word search. Ooh. Yep, it's really cool. You even have occasionally they'll have a uh, comics on it as well. And so, if in there, they're still looking for submissions. So, if you guys know of anybody who's a writer or an artist or a content producer, um, they're looking and help make that better. I mean, honestly, it's all about the community. And that's how we do it here. So go check out Wildstar Community Magazine number four. And then I thought this was interesting, and uh, I just wanted to share this with you guys. Apparently, a few people a few months ago, and they brought it up again today, have found out how to play Wildstar with a 360 pad or an equivalent on their PC. Now, yeah, that's an odd look to give me, uh, Krug, but I saw the layout of it, and it's actually (laughs) really cool. It's similar to, have you ever played uh, DCU online on the PS3 or PS4? Nope. No. All right. Now, they set it up, obviously, right sticks the, the camera and left sticks movement, and then um, X, A, B, Y, whatever they are, they're your abilities, and if you hit a trigger, it'll switch to your, uh, you, you actually map it out, like, one, two, three, four are the first four ma- uh, face buttons. You hit a trigger, and then instantly, five, six, seven, eight are on there. So you could do stuff like if, saying your DPS with a uh, inter- interrupt, um, few interrupt abilities, you can literally just put all your DPS stuff on the first four buttons, and then someone says, oh, shit, interrupt, hit a trigger, hit two more buttons, and it consumes DPSing. So it's supposed to be made for, like, rapid-fire play style, and uh, I think it's really unique and cool. I think people should definitely check that out. I've never even attempted to think about playing a game like this on a controller. I mean, I'd only really thought of DCU. I mean, everything else has too many buttons. Well, Final Fantasy Realm Reborn is it gives you an option to play with a controller or um, with keyboard and mouse, and, and like that game was is beautiful on it on a on a remote. I mean, the game is whatever, but I mean the the control system is nice. And I mean, right now they just moved Smite over to Xbox, so I mean, there's a lot of like stuff going control based or you know remote control. I mean, and Hell, I think Mad Cats just um, released uh, at CES their own remote control that you can add to uh, your cell phone or your iPad uh, to be able yeah. to play play on that. And that was that's Bluetooth. So I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of people putting into controllers. It's just another form of control. So yeah. I don't have a console, and therefore don't have any controllers of these type. But are you guys going to try this? I know some of you have them. I actually yeah. have an Xbox One controller. I might give it a go. You actually have to have it wired in. 
Uh, they don't have wireless drivers yet for it. Uh, um, the the two that I know work for sure are the 360 controller and the Xbox One controller. And even then, you can buy them for like 50 bucks for a wired version or something like that from some places. It's it's worth a shot to try it out. I just thought it was interesting because I didn't think of um, MMOs as a genre that could handle a remote control. I mean, think of how many buttons World of Warcraft had. Think uh, of yeah. many buttons, like, that wouldn't work at all. Yeah, at all. Well, I uh, I actually tried out the controller on Final Fantasy, A Realm Reborn, and they've they've really they I mean they designed it basically to be played on a, a PS3 or PS4 also. So they really uh, they did a really good job. I just plugged in my uh, my PS3 controller and and did a what something wrong? No, no, uh, oh, no. Did you just Sorry. swallow your microphone, Krug? No, I don't know what happened just now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I, I did something I did something silly and I don't no, know. No, 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 that was totally me. I don't know what happened. My mic went a weird weird sound. <laughs> well, uh, basically, what I was saying, they, they've really designed it really well. So even even as a healer, which is what I like to do in that game, um, you could just uh, swap between the different people, like up and down, and have eight person parties. And I could see that actually, Wildstar, you know, that you could actually probably do really well with the controller in this game too, because uh, you know, there's there is really no targeting. There's only a couple skills I think for some of the classes that you even have to do target people. Um, and even still, you've got like the extra trigger buttons that you can just swap next target, back target, that type of thing. And, sure. uh, you know, you've only got eight skills, so that's like he was saying there. You've got four buttons in the, the first four, and you've got four buttons through a trigger press, and you have maybe, like, a couple other things for, like, your, your gadget or a couple other, uh, like, your, like I don't know, your alt keys or something like that. But I don't know how, how often you guys even use those, to be honest. Just my nope. potion is my oh shit button on my warrior. <laughs> and there are even you, add-ons you, that can well, help in gotta, that situation because it's, like, if you're a healer, you want to target the lowest DP or the lowest health thing, and there are add-ons that can help you do that. If you're DPS, you want to target like the main, you know, mob that's in the instance, or you want to target ads and their add-ons that'll let you switch between those two things. Like, there's really no reason it wouldn't work. I don't think. Yeah, and a lot of the skills, the heal skills in Wildstar too, they automatically target the lowest player too in the in the telegraph. They automatically hit that that person first, which is sure pretty good. Yeah, it kind of addresses already some of the innate issues people would have, like, oh, it wouldn't work because of X and Y reason. Well, no, you have priority healing, priority DPS. And then you made a great point. There's very few direct target abilities in this game. Everything's with a drop zone or a telegraph. So I thought it was a really cool idea, um, especially with only having really eight skills. I think it would be kind of odd having to constantly shift skills around, but they have an option for a mouse mode or whatever. But that's kind of cool. I thought it was worth mentioning. And then the last bit of news for this week is a, uh, a lore drop. In this case, we have... Where to go? The interactive lore story has been continued. Last time they had the conquest of the Draken, which basically showed how they enveloped the Draken into the Dominion. And this week at 5:38 AE, we have the uplift of the Chua. So those of you guys who are really big lore hounds and wanted to see a little more of um, the little inner workings of Wildstar and how things came to be, it's for a basic summary. It, it centers around Axis Phaedra and her first contact and subsequent contacts with the Chua on Bezgalor. And it's not very long, it's about three entries, but it kind of shows the interplay between the Makari and the Chua, and thoughts on the Makari going to the to Bezlagor, for the Dominion, and even a little bit of insight into Axis Phaedra and her personality, which really helps flesh out the character. I, I like Loras, so I think it's really cool. And in case you want to have a, a teaser of what's coming up next, the next lore entry that they're supposed to be going to would be the War of Nox, which is where we start to get the introduction of what will eventually become the exiles so that's gonna be pretty cool um i just didn't know how much you guys are interested in that it's just it's it's an interesting lore piece and it's not very heavy but it's, it's kind of cool how they show the development of the chua in just three short inter- uh, three short entries 
Uh, I think the artwork's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> they have this I really go no that. read good into the pretty <laughs> picture. I, I mean, uh, this is the this is the joke that we keep running through. Is I, I hate reading lore. I mean, if there was an audio version of lore that I could listen to, I'd totally be down. But uh, yeah, there is. It's in game, and you actively choose not to listen to it. So. <laughs> yeah, they they do show that they, they, you can hear it every now and then. But I don't every know. Now I'm, and I'm, I'm, every now and every now and again. Yeah, but. Uh... There are dead things of... everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I, I skip quest text and anything like that. I just get right there. I press escape as soon as it comes up. Or I press Does it have a health bar? No, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's great? I've got this little thing on my uh, – I've got an add-on that has a straight line to the, the next nearest thing I need to kill or click on. And guess what? I do it. You know, like uh, – On this question, since you two say that you're not a big fan of reading up on lore, how much of the game – how much how enjoyable is it when it, you're taking all the story out of the picture? I'm very curious. Well, what do you like if you wanted story, why don't you go read a book? Oh, <laughs> but this is an interactive <laughs> book. But that's what video games are, they're interactive books to in a certain degree. And then you have a killing mechanic in it. Does yeah, it I mean, that's the thing is is like the lore is is important to certain people and and PVP is important to certain people and PVE is important to certain people. So it's like it's it's going to be a wide range depending on who's playing the game. And so I understand why lore is there. But really, like I'm playing the game for the game mechanics. I enjoy I enjoy the like the the PVP aspects of it. It's different. It's new. It's I, I find it exciting. Uh, and I enjoy the difficulty of dungeons uh, where I don't feel like a dumbass. Like I, I just I think there's so much more to the game other than lore. Like, and and, and I'm a horrible person to be asking this question because it's a cookie cutter world to me. Like, I get it that there's characters, but like you can transpose trans transposition uh different races and different classes from other genres onto this you know what i mean like you can turn around and you could take every single race that's in wildstar and correlate it to a race that's in uh lord of the rings you know what i mean i mean uh, oh this person got pushed out of their area oh guess what they left their planet guess what that's the granok that's the whatever you know like you can put it in different worlds and different yeah, genres. There's a finite number of stories in the world, and you can't really make up new ones. Like this has all been told before. I see where you're coming from, and if I'm being a hundred percent honest with myself, I skip quest text too. Like I don't, <laughs> and it's not. I'm out the of, only like, one here that gives a shit. See, <laughs> well, well, Doc, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with you there. One thing, because I'll, I'll be the first one to say, I every single game I skip all the quest text. I don't care about the lore. But this game, I kind of liked. Uh, well, Drusera, I kind of liked her storyline because I, I, I kind of felt like I was doing something good or like helping her out a little bit. And that's one thing I kind of did follow. I was like, oh, what's going on here? Eventually, I kind of, you know, it's like the Hunger Games. Like you read the first first couple bits of the story and you understand the entire plot. But it's, you know, it's just, I, feel, I feel like it's kind of the same way. Like I, I like the, the world story. Without giving any spoilers, I think it's really cool how they've developed it. And I look forward maybe more to that. But as far as the other stuff goes, as far as, you know, space hamsters and all that answer. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, I, I did. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say. See, I agree with you 100 percent on the Drusera stuff. Drusera and the Omnicore quest, which was completely voiced over. I want to remind you that both of those were voiced. Uh, very entertaining, very enjoyable scenarios. Probably so, very expensive to produce. I, I'll say I did the Omnicore once. I hated it, and I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> but you did it I, once. I, could, yeah, I couldn't skip quest text or all he, the pa- he, all the pathing. This is the question: When you did Omnicore, did you choose for her to put the robot suit on, or did you do the other one? I have no idea. 
There <laughs> was no difference. Shit. Let's be honest. <laughs> I just did whatever it let me do. That's <laughs> there was in Omnicore. Basically, there. You know how you get uh, one of two choices each time you go through. Uh, one of the two choices was like, hey, you get to control the speed of the character. The other one is the character gets to control the speed, and they're gonna be slow as fuck. And uh, if you choose that one, it makes Omnicore a hundred times worse than it needs to be. It's just like, all right, I killed that one mob. I have to wait for you for five minutes because apparently you can't walk quickly in a giant mechanized suit. I must have done that one then because I was pretty turned off. That I agree with. Can games not make your NPC – the NPC can make – please make the NPCs like 5% faster than you. Please. I don't understand. The game's controlling my character by my button input. Why can't they just like generate the sprite for the NPC four steps in front of me and then let me control it with my arrow keys so it's moving exactly four steps in front of me whichever way i'm going at all times perfect done awesome <laughs> yeah. i'd never be held Please. up by an npc ever again so really it's more of the um going back to the lore thing it's more of the presentation be able to kill npcs like that <laughs> yes, that's an option I'll take. And then branching storylines, if that. Well, this guy was a dick. Branching storylines. Oh shit! You killed important NPC guy number one, two, three. Um, um, um yeah, that storyline. Work in an MMO where there are like millions of millions of trolls. That would totally that'd be work. Awesome. I think that'd totally be great. Work. No, there would be no, no, no NPCs alive by the second hour. It'd all be gone. It used to be in some games where you could actually kill the NPCs, and now they just made them buffed up to the point where they two shot you. So it's like. That sucks. You, Anyways, you, you, kept, you were talking about lore. Sorry. Oh, so it's more, some more the presentation of lore for you guys more than just like, I don't want to search for it, but if it's there and it's interesting, I'm in. If they yeah. make me do it and it doesn't, like it's not horrible, I'm okay with it. That's as far as I'll go. <laughs> not a, lore is not a deal breaker, basically. Here, uh, here, and I'll explain. I like watching movies. I don't like reading. Boom. You are a product of this generation. <laughs> you're a testament to the american way of life as i say I'm this like... with all of my books behind me <laughs> I, I i'm a big fan I'm a, I'm a big book reader and i like stuff that's like close to the realm of reality like i liked you know game of thrones until the dragons you know because then it was like <laughs> oh it was like that and then it, it could have happened and then all of a sudden it's like okay it didn't really happen so I'm, I'm still i still like it you know but like when it comes to things like talking space hamsters or like zombie people you know that are in space somehow you know then it's just kind of like i can't really like get into that really but if it's like lord of the rings and you know there's like a dwarf riding on a ram i'm like maybe that's plausible sometime you know that could have been that could have happened i kind of want to see like a video of a midget riding a ram into battle (laughs) have you you seen the new hobbit have you seen the new i have not seen the last one yet i want to but oh you'll you'll see it (laughs) where's youtube when i need it he's confident Wait, is the last one the Smaug one? No, 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 Battle of the Five Armies, where they just decided to take the entire last, like, fifth of the book and turn it into a third of a movie. I didn't even know that existed, so I'm going to go not pirate that after this. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty (laughs) much the majority of Strange Tales for this week. And uh, since we brought Eclipse on here, we wanted to talk about something that has become more and more prevalent in the last few months. And that is the state of PvP in Wildstar. Now, we're going to preface this for by just saying everyone's going to have different opinions on anything. That's just how people are. I now, disagree with all of you. <laughs> I disagree just, with your assessment. I'm going to disagree with you. Now, all four of us are going to either have some varying view of opinions that may overlap, may not overlap, may be completely contrasting. But the best part about that is that we can still exist in the same community and still talk to each other. And maybe find a common ground, or if not, at least understand why another person feels the same way. 
And barring both of those things, not yell at each other like children. Yeah, well, we do uh, the three of us. Uh, that's that's trick to me. I, we're not going to be able to yell at each other? <laughs> well, I yell at these two all the time because they're fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just the preface. I know some people um, that may or may not be on the podcast or may on the future or whatever. That's just how it's a community. The community has many people, many views. You wanted to have as many as possible. And we know Eclipse has very vocal views. And we figured, let's get a microphone and let's talk to him about it and see what he thinks about it. So I'm going to let Indigo kind of take a little more lead on this one because I don't think – yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad we're prepared for this. Thanks for fucking surprising that one on me. All right. That I mentioned to you like four nights ago saying, hey, I want to see you take the lead on this one. Uh, okay. Mainly because out of the three of us, you tend to be more the pvp or whether they're open world ganking or through wanting to do more arenas and whatnot. Um, so there, and we're going to talk about general flavor. And then if we can get into occasionally some more in depth stuff as well and see where we feel we stand on the issue and hopefully bring it. Cause we know some people from carbon listen, hopefully they uh, can say, okay, well, these guys are talking about this and that, you know, maybe there's something we can fix or address something here. Well, I mean, the, I think the biggest thing right now is the lack of numbers in PvP. And I don't know if that's necessarily something that Carbon's going to be naturally able to fix within bug fixes or problems and stuff like that. I mean, it's a it's a numbers game. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys have an opinion, if you guys think that there is something other than pure numbers that would increase the amount of people to come into PvP. Uh, I would love to hear that if anyone has any ideas. So I'm going to start off and say that um, for me, when I would do open world stuff, it was great. Um, I'd get a little bit of gear from, from Battlegrounds and whatnot, and then I would get raided people coming in stomping face. That's fine. It's fair. It's open world PvP. Uh, the numbers game came into play when I couldn't queue for it, and I realized part of the issue what I thought was, and I, I think um, uh, Eclipse has that written down right there at the very end on his little notes, is PvP incentives. I didn't see much there. I mean, you won, you got a bag, and it kind of randomly gave you a few things. It never felt like it was a solid enough incentive for me to want to sit through these queues, whether they're super long or super short, and get a reward or a consolation prize in, in, in case of that. So I, I honestly do agree in the sense that I kind of feel like incentives currently need work. They don't feel like they're enough. Um, I'm not asking for uh, Illum- uh, I'm not asking for the special amount for every match I win. Uh, just something a little more substantial than a few silver here and there and the slight slim chance for uh, something other than a PvP shield or PvP pot. So I'm going to disagree with that right off the bat. I don't think that adding more incentive would bring people to PvP now. Like if we were at a different point now than, than we actually are with the way that the PvP mechanics work, and I say that excluding the game mechanics like the LAS and telegraphs and stuff like that, those things are great for the most part um the mechanics for pvp itself and like the way you progress through it and the balance between classes in pvp and and all that stuff and the way they're handling nerfing healing and and some of those things i think those are the things that need to be addressed in order to bring people into pvp now and that will get you i think a strong player base for pvp addressing those issues yeah after that there'll be people that don't pvp because they don't want to pvp and at that point, you can use incentives to get those people into PvP. Like, hey, in PvP, you can only get this mount. Or in PvP, you can only get this type of currency that can be used to buy um, one amp point and one ability point. And you can only get those two points from PvP. So you have to do it to get this to get this currency that you can buy this thing that you need to get your character to be the best it can possibly be. That's the kind of situation in which incentives work. But right now, nobody would 
do that because it's not like it's the incentive, no matter what the incentive is, unless it's like real world money is not greater than the amount of fun people don't have. Like the, the amount of frustration people have in PVP just from these balancing problems i think oh yeah what i mentioned that what i mentioned was probably the last part of to ever really want to face your pvp because you want to make sure that we have more balance than we currently have and that's subjective and uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit i just thought but your your point about an exclusive mouse that's something that pvp could definitely use because it separates pvpers who put the time and effort in and the skill to then go out into this world whether they're sitting there in fade or their housing plot and say look i am good enough at where i'm at or I'm lucky enough for where I'm at, or I participate enough for where I'm at, to show you something you might not typically see. And the, currently the incentives you get for PvP bags are stuff you can, except for shields and pots and, and food, you kind of just normally see out in the world anyway. I can get it somewhere else, a rune somewhere else, a weapon somewhere else, with the exception of PvP power. So, yeah. Uh, as, far as, as far as my viewpoint goes on the incentives, I kind of um, can kind of see what both you guys are saying. Um, and I think there's a there's a there's a big divide to somebody who's PvP focused. You know, they don't want to do anything but PvP, and they could really care less about those other things, like you know the items that drop, you know the PvE items and stuff. Whereas I think people that focus on PvE and want to have some time and some fun in PvP, um, I feel like you know they they're not interested in like the hardcore like you know do X skill after X skill or anything like that, and they want a, a few incentives that makes it worth their time enjoying another part of the game. And I think that the biggest issue, obviously, is the population issue. And if you just go down a list of all the problems Wildstar has, you can write population issue next to 75% of them. And that solves a lot of the problems that people are talking about on the forums or in general. And I think uh, one of the ways, because I'm, I'm a huge proponent of PvE, PvP crossover. Like, everybody should have options and have alternative pathways to achieve the same things that they want to accomplish in their, you know, their focus doing something else as well. You know, for instance, myself, like... I, when I want to root out my gear or get some get some items, get some money to do other things like that, I have to go into the daily zones and do like those rep grinds and and like Northern Waste or Crimson Badlands and and get these random drops or get these uh, these you know little pieces of gear, disenchant them and hope that I get something good. Whereas I think if they were to to just take it and make the incentives for PVPing a viable alternative to Elder Gym capping, etc., then I think you see more PVE crossover. Now, I, a lot of uh, I think the frustration stems from when you when you join up a PvP practice battleground, which let's be real, that's all that pops right now. You're facing not only other people like you, you're facing people that are better than you, and then you're facing premates, and you're facing people that are amazing at the game, and you're facing people, you know, in in Datascape gear or the full PvP gear, and that's a, that's not fun. Like it's not fun for anybody. It's it's fun for like that one dude who just wants to come in and like pub stomp. But you don't want to do that. You want to have incentives where somebody can come in, face people their own, you know, kind of gear level and skill level, and then, you know, cap their elder gems through PvP instead of running a rep grind or something like that. Because right now, like, I, I can spend every second uh, that I want to play during the week in a practice battleground and still not cap my elder gems. Whereas, you know, the GA I did today and doing a couple daily zones, I'm already capped on my Esper. I'm halfway capped on my Warrior. Like, you know, that's that's the divide, and that's why I think a lot of people don't jump into those because every second if you have a limited amount of playtime every second you spend in pvp is some second you're not spent capping elder gems or doing a dungeon or doing your attunement or getting consumables for a raid and it's like you know you have to physically go out there and do that that's why you saw so many people come in for the ability and amp points they come in they complain about the balance and they're like well i'll be out of here in two more games anyway guys and then you never see them again 
And I think that's a, a bad – I think it was a bad implementation of incentives that need to come. That's, that's my opinion on it really. But. Yeah, I, I, I want to say that incentives are a, a great idea if they're implemented correctly. But um, as someone that, that I know that I'm never going to be the top-level PvP player, I love PvP. And uh, there were characters where I tried to exclusively level via PvP, but I wasn't making nearly enough money. My repair bills were just ludicrous that I couldn't I, I, I couldn't make it to the next level. I couldn't buy um, um, abilities because I was I was I had no money. So it was really difficult. Now I know in, in I believe Drop Four they are planning on adding uh, PvP quests per day. So, like, having your daily quests but having them PvP-specific, which is something that I've, I've complained about quite a bit throughout uh, STOS. Uh, so that that's a possibility um, to to gain additional people. And, and you, you pointed this out as well. 75% of the problem is, is the fact that we don't have enough people in-game. Um, and I, I, I mean, I just don't know how to fix that, and I'm hoping that someone at Carbine has got some ideas because I, I, I just have no idea. Now, um, Eclipse said it pretty well. It's not so much that we need new pull. Well, it would always be awesome to get just new players in general. Keep them coming in. That's the goal of every game, to find themselves a way to keep this afloat. But the fact that he is expressing PvE, PvP crossover, uh, some of the PvP issues, at least population-wise, can be um, rectified a little bit or at least helped by having more people from PvE come in. And yeah, that, but I mean, I mean, the the whole thing is, is that they just changed the forty man raid down to a twenty man raid because they're ha- fighting the roster boss, so they're having the same issues of not having enough players. So the thing is, is if you make PvP equal to PVE, like Elder Gem caps, and 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 you can do one or the other, you're going to still continue to have that problem. In fact, PVE is going to have a worse issue because now less people are going to be doing that, and more people could be PvP because they're going to be. Uh, uh, Connecting with each other. I uh, don't Eclipse. actually. Uh, Eclipse is something first. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I, I got distracted. Watch you guys on Skype. I was on Skype. <laughs> uh, it's my it's my pretty beard. Well, I was gonna say there's there's a uh, there's a lot of stuff too that like I think from the mind of a PVPer because that's like that's all I want to do in games. Like I rush to max level, you know, or take time, whatever, just so I can you know start doing the PVP. And I find too that a lot of people won't even pick up the game if they can't get to max level through PVP. You know, that's not. That's not a lot of people per se relative to others, but there's a lot of people that I've spoken to, like my group of friends and my, you know, general people that I play with. You know, they'll say, can I level through PvP? And I will say, well, if there were enough people, yes. It's slower <laughs> than questing, but technically yes, but you don't even want to try it right now because there's no point. And I think that's something that's kind of missing, and I think that, you know, you know, there's that whole alt, you know, this game is not alt-friendly at all, which is a totally another issue, but... You know, I think that would help too, as far as lower lower level PvP or PvP queues and getting people into to battlegrounds and stuff. You were saying, I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, that's okay. Uh, just jumping back to, uh, I actually interrupted you, so I don't know why you apologize me. Uh, <laughs> jumping back to what Indigo was saying, I think you said that if you incentivize PvP too much, like by for example allowing it to cap your elder gems, that it'll break the population of PvE. 
because no, no, no. So, so what I was saying is, right now we have uh, we're we're already having issues trying to get forty people together to do this. Uh-huh. We have there is a ton of incentive to do PVE content. So what I'm saying is, is that a lot of people are doing the PVE content because they enjoy it, and that community will always be there. But what I'm saying is, there's also certain uh, there's a, a population of people that uh, are doing PVE because that's what everyone else is doing because they can't get PVP to go. So if if PVP got incentivized and and we didn't have a population influx from that that pop that there will be a certain amount of population from pve that would be leaving sure. because they can do that so now yeah. the problem the problem is going to just be but worse across the board i don't think that it'll apply to like that's like saying if we um if if, if the problem was reversed and pvp was doing fine and pve was a huge problem because let's just assume that there wasn't enough incentive you incentivize pve uh, you're going to get players that switch from PvP to PvE, but you're not going to get people from PvP into raids. Like, you're not going to get top-end PvEers coming away from PvP to go to PvE. Like, it's... it's any If you do... Eclipse is doing if, that same thing right now. Do, if, <laughs> yeah. if you do, it's not going to be a huge percentage of people. Like, you're not going to break endgame for PvE. Well, see, right here's, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing with a population issue. Like, okay... Every, I don't know if you guys have been following the Warhound Entity thing, but like, you know, PvPers don't play on a PvP server. It's more fun for them, you know, there's really no reason. But and I'm and I'm the last person that would ever play on a PvE server. This is the first game I ever played on a PvE server because I had to. Because Dominion Warhound had two guilds left. Three uh, two guilds left now. There's three total. You know, a bunch of people only log in to raid. And then you have the guy like gangsters which are the last PvP guild that all we all moved over to Entity because there's more people to draw in for war plots. There's more people to draw in for battlegrounds. There's more people to draw in for arena partners and stuff. And because you just you just you just don't have that anymore. And what they've actually been doing is yeah, a couple of them they want to participate in PVE too. And that's something you can't do on Warhound because there's one other guild. You know. There's, one other guild that does pve they they pvp sometimes but there's all those people on entity that are available to run guilds or to run uh, you know guild gas or datascape and or you could pug those things on the weekend or you could go join up in different groups and you have to you have to be there you know you're just you're missing out on a lot of stuff if, if you're not there one of the things too for this game that's really missing for pvpers and pvp guilds in general is guild influence People are all the time talking about how they don't want to, you know, they're trying to get their next level of, of guild influence, their next rank, um, their next unlock. And that's just something that doesn't happen for PvPers. An exclusive PvP guild will not level up their guild in any fashion, you know, except like, you know, just inches, inches compared to the miles that, you know, GA or, or, or dungeons will take you as far as guild influence goes. In Renown, same type of thing. You don't really get Renown. You get Renown in War Plots, but you don't get Renown from Practice Battlegrounds or queuing with your friends or anything like that. You're, you're missing out on an entire currency. You're missing out on guild influence, and that's something that needs to be rectified. PvP guilds should be able to participate in guild content. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that the reason for that is I, I think they thought War, war Plots were going to be much more accessible than they ended up being. Like I think they thought everybody would experience a war plot at level fifty. Like the second you got to level fifty, you'd be able to queue up, get in one, and like experience it, and and that would be the rating equivalent of, uh, of PvP. But obviously, as we all know, that is not the case. And um, I've never touched a war plot. Neither have the either of the two of you, and no, you've done what, like nine? Is that what you said? <laughs> Uh, so it's yeah, really yeah, not no, that. Yeah. It, it didn't. It didn't turn out the way they thought it would. And so they either have to make it turn out that way. They either have to make it so that war plots are being experienced the number of times that they thought it would be, or 
change the incentives up a little bit so that that isn't the only way to uh, to advance your guild through PvP. Does, it, does that uh, make sense? Maybe it's from the XP. Maybe it's from influences that come from XP. I say I don't know because I've been in a PvP guild. My God, I don't, I don't know how to get guild influence in this game. But uh, <laughs> oh, I, so you I don't you don't remember. get hardly any in PvP, and and yeah. uh, maybe you get low XP gains. So I don't know. To me, that sounds like an oversight, though. That yeah, a lot of other I, games have that way of getting guild XP if they have that option. It just seems odd that we don't have that in Wildstar. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe it's possible that they couldn't figure out a proper way to balance it. I don't know. There's a bunch of issues, and it's just pure speculation on our part. But well, Carbine, this is where you're supposed to chime in. Where's the love for PvP guilds? Have a <laughs> PvP guild. What's up? What's uh, I think I think that's been said more than once. Uh. Probably. <laughs> well, I think the I think the direct result is that there are now no more exclusive PvP guilds. It's the only one, the sure. closest one. It now does GA. You know, that's that's a direct result of Carbine not fixing the problem that's been outlined and shown to them since they have released. You know, that's they got to jump on that. Carbine just doesn't care about PvPers. In the, yeah, in the it... words of Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I'm going to let you finish. Carbide does not care about PvP people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is where I awkwardly know, stare away from and, the transition. And as, as rough it is as of a statement, uh, there hasn't been anything else that has been said or done to There's disprove that comment. You know what I mean? And and, and that's that, it's horrible to say that because I love PvP and I would PvP way more if I could. But I can't. My favorite but, parts of this game have been open world attempted ganks and going into battlegrounds and watching insanity happen as much as the cool 30 40 man people taking down gargantuan or something yeah well let's let's move on from from that and let's let's talk a little bit about the very very hot topic of balance the 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 problem that will always exist and uh, no matter what game we're playing as long as there are more than one class and that they they constantly update uh is that right now the big thing is that everyone's saying that uh, warrior medic teams are extremely OP, and I know, I know you, sir, has <laughs> said has said, uh, said something else, and so I, I want to start with you because I know you have very strong feelings about that, and I, I feel free to go for it, man. <laughs> All right, so so here's the thing about warrior medics, and this is why it's such a joke to like the people that are actually is <laughs> because there's not even the best team, like it's not even the best team right now. Like everybody's saying, oh, warrior medic, no skill, but a lot, like it's like what. Who plays Warrior Medic now? There's like one team above 1800 that plays that. Everybody else, you know, like, there's there's really not even. This, this is what blows my mind. There's not <laughs> enough people playing right now for anybody to say, oh, that comp's overpowered. That's no. It's like those players are good, and that's the comp they're playing with because there's 10 people that are playing at a level where comp and class balance matters. Now, I think w- the big issue that people don't that don't really follow is that. Warrior Medic is a very linear and kind of straightforward. It's a rush down, you know, the same da- the same skills that you're going to use on the person also heal your team. It's it's very much a, you know, unforgiving comp. If you don't do well in your comp, then chances are you're probably going to lose just with the nature of the live system in arena or, you know, and just warrior healer or or, you know, DPS healer you like mean a forgiving comp. Like it's no, a, oh it's yeah, I'm sorry. It's forgiving comp okay, for the people sure. playing Warrior Medic, but oh, against, gotcha. against Warrior Medic, it's unforgiving. Gotcha. For instance, and I'll give you an example that needs to be said all over the forums and to everybody that wants to PvP is that when you play Warrior Medic, you know, you're or Warrior Healer in general or a DPS Healer. If you're playing double DPS, every bit of damage you take that you can't heal up, that's something that's going to happen the next time you pair up against them. Whereas if you kill the Warrior in that team or if you kill the DPS, you're going to have a full HP Healer. 
Or you're going to have, you know, if you kill the healer, you're going to have a full HP other person that just runs away until the healer comes down. So, you know, if, if you barely beat this team or barely kill the warrior with half your HP, the next time that warrior comes down, he's going to take away all your he's going to take away all your HP, and he's going to have a two v one against your partner. And that's that's just a problem with the live system. That's why warrior healer or, or DPS healer is so strong in two v two. And this is why people say all the time you don't balance the game around two v two, especially with the live system, because two v two is not an easy to balance comp. It's you can you can as a company balance around it, but it's not a smart decision when you have alternatives like three v three or battlegrounds to balance around. Because take a look at WoW the past ten years in two v two, they even they even say themselves you know like you you don't you don't balance around that because let's let's be real WoW and and WoWstar have a very 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 similar systems, just one of them works and the other one doesn't. Yeah, so to speak. <laughs> sure. uh, yeah. I'd always I'd always heard from most competitive games or games that want a competitive scene is that the balance normally occurs at the higher number of people like fives or threes twos. There's just too much imbalance and people will play them no problem, but it just seems. I like you're right. There's just too. It's just not worth balancing because it's just always something off on them when you have that many classes and skills. So here's the thing: if obviously people get frustrated when they're going against a comp that's OP, I mean whether it's like a perceived OP because they're not actually as good as that comp, or whether it's like a legitimate numerical imbalance, it frustrates people when they lose to that unbalance. So why, in that case, even have that option? Like, if twos are going to make people scream and shout for balance changes, but you will never reach balance in twos, why do they exist? Well, you, you do twos because, well, in the way I've always seen it, because I've always been a competitive PvP or in other games, twos are like the practice for builds, etc., for threes. Like, I remember at one point in WoW, because I, I bring this up because it's very, very similar. I think it's very fair to do. Um... But in twos, that's kind of where you go to ch- try your other builds because I remember you don't get as good of rewards in twos as you do in threes or as you do in fives. And then, you know, and there's so many people like it's it's much more flavor of the month, much more meta meta shift. Like it's it's very influenced by you know, for instance, if a DPS medic has an awesome patch that fields kill everything, you know, then all of a sudden every single thing in twos has a DPS medic or it's not winning. You know, that's that's kind of the thing. Whereas if you have threes. You have a whole other person coming in to balance around that one particular overpowered comp, or, or, or same thing. Same thing like in battlegrounds. Now I'll say DPS medics are totally over the top right now. Like just yeah. hands down the best class. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, I, I honestly I much prefer threes or fives over twos because he's exactly right. Oh, that field medic's giving you a fucking pain in the ass in twos. Well, in threes it doesn't matter because now the spells are gonna keep him locked down, or he's too far away from him to fields even matter. Oh, that warrior's gonna rush you down. Okay, no problem. The stalker will just collapse onto the onto the esper or something, and that's why having a larger team like threes and fives is more advantageous. And I never thought of using twos as a practice ground, but I, I can see that where people would use that. And also, people twos exist for a lot of PVPers where they have their friends too. If you kind of have that one friend you play yeah. with. And you don't want to have that hassle with eight other randoms. Oh, we'll just pop for twos together. Yeah, I, exactly. That's that's one of the things I, I always did. I, my buddy comes on. I want to do some PvP. I want to do some arena. Just two v two v two because it's casual and it's fun. And you know, you might not be the very top of the two v two, but that's not what you're going for. You want it to be it's like super competitive in arenas. Play three v three, or you know, or do rated battlegrounds. Other than that, like, what's the, just have fun with it because you know the two v two is. A, a lot different. What what I actually prefer in games is battlegrounds and rated battlegrounds. I think that's the most fun because Absolutely. if you're coordinated and you're working with a good team, you have all these different things going on at once, and, and you also have strategies. Yeah, like you know, 
you see a DPS and it gets overpowered, you just focus him down. You just kill him right away. You just CC the healers. Everybody, like the three people on voice comms, just kill him right away, and it's it's done. Like that's how you you can balance it so much easier. Back in the uh, Warhound days, I found a circle of people that were doing uh, battlegrounds, raided battlegrounds, uh, and I got into it, and so good. Like we all hopped into. I think they had a mumble, and and like you know, just it was really coordinated, really great. This was back in the times of that medic DPS bug where you could cast discharge for like ten thousand DPS. Remember that? Good times. So one of the people in the instance was using that bug, and we were like, "All right, whenever you see him, focus him down." He didn't get a single kill that entire game and he was using a bug and that's like the beauty of it you have one op person like this is like legitimately game breaking op it's beyond imbalance problems it's beyond anything normal and you can still manage to squeak it out because you're talking to each other like such a great feeling that i totally agree that that yeah, I, I like love the team pinnacle. play aspect of these games. Like, I think yeah. that's the the best part of it is you're you're working with somebody else to uh, accomplish a goal. You're going against somebody else. It's more. I think it's more competitive to me than doing a dungeon or something like that because you're working together to kill bosses in a dungeon, but you're working together to beat other people. And there's that whole other level of like, well, do you use X after Y to do you know so much damage to counter their it's, it's ability? It's reactive. Yeah, or or you know, are you trying to play mind games too? Like, if somebody's gonna wait to do a specific skill, like you have to wait on it too, and you kind of have to play around it. You have to learn how the other people play too. And I think that's what's more exciting about PvP than PVE to me. Um, now, this is a little bit strong about balance. I'm just curious. This is um, what are your what's the one class? This is like a, such a trivial question to ask, but I think it's fun. What is the one class when you're PvPing that gives you the you fucking rage? You just like fucking people playing this class. For me, it's always been goddamn espers. That's just me. Though. Oh, I, I never saw everyone's like, Medic Warrior, it's so OP together. No, fuck you. Espers. Fucking Espers. <laughs> by themselves. Just one Esper. Just I'm one. Dead. Fucking, that's why like threes, because that one Esper's there, fucking send the stalker and let them take care of that. Uh, what, why Espers? Can you explain why, um, why Espers so badly? I did a lot of um, spell slinger stuff on PvP, and I always found they were the best at locking me down. And even in the one on ones I did with um, Baz's tournament, I noticed that I had no issue with the Warrior personally. Uh, it was a tight game, but I had no problem with it. Espers had as much of a range as I did, but they had uh, slightly faster options of getting their crush down and their lo- their roots down, and they had better healing than I did, so I couldn't keep up with that. Um, like Medics, I never had that much of an issue with unless they went with the cheese, heal, just all heal all day, no problem, never die, and then I'm just sitting there whittling away. It's just Espers, just fucking, I, and I've heard people talk about PvP imbalance. Like, why is no one talking about that instead of Esper, Esper, or Medic Warrior? Fuck it. That's because people don't understand what's actually underpowered and overpowered. Like, they're just, yep. they're, I, they're like barking up the wrong tree, so to speak. Do you it's remember like, the you glitch know... where the Esper TK Storm would last throughout death? Oh, so you yeah, res and then you thing. die again, you're like, mm! Sorry. You used to be able to pop that on people in arenas and then it would go up and they would start attacking their teammates when they respawn. And you're just like, they just rage out at that point. I've yeah. had so many people just leave when I'm playing. I legitimately Esper. raged on Mike next to Indigo one night when that when that happened to me three times. Anyway, I just want to see what you guys' thoughts on that was. We no, I, think Esper's, I think Esper's really strong. I have one that I, I play. I play that just as much as I do my Warrior um, since, I guess, since this last patch. But Esper's, Esper's really strong. They're like, Classes with fear, except they just throw your weapon out of the way and you can't do anything. You have to go chase it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you have to come back. They just have so much CC. And in this game, you have diminishing returns on CC that are fairly short. Same thing like why you feel like you're always disarmed. You're always sitting in a tether. Or you're always, you know, something like that. Like when I'm in a BG playing my warrior, like I almost, like, 
those the things that make me rage are sitting in CCs on my warrior, and I would rather rather do like half the damage I do now if I could sit in less CCs, just because <laughs> I feel like it'd, be, it'd have the same effect really. But uh, yeah, you know, like every ten seconds you're either rooted or you're disarmed or you know you're knocked down, and you can roll out of a knockdown unless you're rooted, or you know there's no point in going after your weapon if you're rooted. So it's, it's <laughs> well, just, yeah. or you're perma slowed. Correct me if I'm wrong, but diminishing returns only apply to the same form of CC. So, for example, if you're knocked down, it only applies to the next knockdown or the next knockdown within X amount of time. Right. And Aspers have a knockdown enough. and a root and a lose your weapon thingy. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, yeah. Uh, sure. Okay. I believe Subdue. you. Subdue. 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 Uh, Aspires a skill. Right. So it's also an effect, but it's for losing threat. Anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's annoying. The fact that not only do they have so much CC, but th- at least three different kinds of CC, so that like diminishing returns, fuck your diminishing returns. I can CC you <laughs> thrice and it doesn't even matter. And then when I go around the world, diminishing returns is gone, so I can do it again. Fuck you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Espers even have one more or two, they have a knockback. And the knockback oh, yeah. also oh, breaks yeah, yeah. the interrupt armor, or they just pump people away, and if they tear it up, it's another CC break, which is pretty strong in, in, yep. in certain comps, certain situations. I think uh, Espers have the advantage there because. And, and this is why we were making some rage about the warrior class because espers can do a significant amount of damage with just two two abilities: their builder and their spender. You need telekinetic storm or your mind burst. That's a lot of damage, and you know the rest of that stuff you can fill your bar with CC break or or movement or shields or or CCs. Whereas you know we were raging on the forums about warriors having to have one more slot taken up with a damage ability because it's like. You you play at range and you've got like all these tools and you're doing like double dam you know you have two abilities that you're doing damage with as an esper and then you get an old warrior and you're like okay I have to fill everything in my bar with ways to get out of CC or to get to the target and then I got to do damage and it's like well if they're gonna make us do another skill that's gonna make us do damage it's like well who cares anymore now like because we're just gonna sit in CCs all day it doesn't matter <laughs> how much our healing takes or how much anything like that happens because you're just gonna get kited around all the time. Interesting. So, what about you guys? What is something that just fucking you you want you want to rage at when you're fighting it in PvP? So the Kirby only thing started. the only thing that has ever gotten to me on like an emotional level was very beginning of the game right after beta, Spellslinger burst was gross. Like that's the only you thing that's ever burst. Oh yeah. I mean I back in the day you had all kinds of it was gross. It was like you'd gorgeous. hear you'd hear assassinate go off one time and you're like, "Well, I'm dead. I don't even know where that's coming from." I don't even know if it's aimed at me. I'm probably still going to die just somehow because Spellslinger's just so much burst. It was gross. I remember gross. you and I were actually running through a BG and I had I was a stalker and I had the uh, the the mask and we were running back and all of a sudden my health just disappeared and everyone went spellslinger spellslinger spe-, like it, down the chat <laughs> like it just it was like the, like someone goes how did he die so quickly and just repeated every every single person in the same spellslinger. <laughs> You guys, I mean, you guys know about the genetic failsafe and the overclock algorithm, right? The one that guarantees a crit on your next ability? Oh you, know, you know about that, right? Yeah. I don't name for people who are listening and don't know. All right. Okay, so like the whole thing <laughs> where they need to keep PvE, PvE gadgets and trinkets outside of PvP is very important because Charge Shot got nerfed because when you could guarantee a crit like you could with those gadgets, guaranteed crit Charge Shot plus three assassinates, Chances are that target's dead. If it's not, your teammate's going to kill him. I so, got to fully admit, I did something very similar to that <laughs> early day on my spell singer. No, I did, too. I, I did too. I have a, I have a geared spell singer that I've just played. I got so frustrated playing my warrior because like you couldn't, you couldn't live against it. You know, if you had any type of like coordinated team, stalker drop your shields and then boom, you're dead to a full 
you know, spell slinger burst that they can do every 10 seconds. And it's like the, the genetic fell safe, you know, bumps your assault power up by a lot. All it takes is you beat the first boss in GA and you can go buy it for a little amount of Elder Gems. And then it's a guaranteed crit on Shard Shot or something like that. Same thing with Warriors, guaranteed crit on Rampage. People are like, oh my god, Warrior Burst. Well, oh my god, it's because they're using a PvE gadget that guarantees for them to get a huge damage ability that's going to crit for like 8 or 9k on a soft target. And you're like, okay, yeah, well. So if we can find some way to separate some of these gadgets to exclusive realms, it would pro- might be able to help a little bit there. It, I think it would change a lot about the game, definitely, and make it a lot more balanced for certain classes. You could you could put charge shot back to where it should been. I think it, I think they shouldn't have nerfed it because I think it's nice to have a little bit of RNG where if you crit on the big the big damage ability in the game, like if you crit on it, it should do a significant amount of damage. Now, if you crit, it's like what ten ten thousand damage, like, it, and it goes half of it through your shield, and you're just like, oh, I'm so glad I just charged that up and ate all the damage I did to the face while I, was I didn't even use charge shot anymore. Yeah, it's, I haven't used it in forever in a day. It it can be used, but it's it's not as good as Wild Barrage for sure. No. So uh, I'll I'll say when I was playing my Stalker more often, I would say that the biggest person that I'd, I'd be frustrated with would be medics, and that was because uh, they could get me at a range that I couldn't get them at, and uh, any any point in which I did dash in to be able to get a couple hits on them. They would immediately blink out out of my range, heal themselves, and then continue to tick away at me. So they weren't doing a tremendous amount of damage, but I just couldn't get to them the entire time, and I, I it was just it was miserable. And and when I could get to them, it was just oh hey good job you did quarter of my health. Guess what I'm back. Yeah, like, I think medics are probably <laughs> my most frustrating too right now. Um, mostly because of the drop three changes or whatever you know they change yeah. the fields and stuff. But, like, you know, for, for them to have one ability that makes you take damage when you attack or you attack them in it and it does a dot and it sticks on you and it sticks on you until you move out of it and then it lasts for another nine seconds, plus it nerfs your healing and gives them a healing buff. It's like, that's like the best skill in the game. Like, what were they doing? You know what I mean? It's, just, but it's, I, it's text just says apply all debuffs. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> instant win. Says if that other person doesn't have a healer with a cleanse on their bar. And and I think the thing that lends the most to medics is this game, you know, you have to aim and you have to do all that stuff, but they have, like, huge telegraphs, and they're not melee. You know, you don't have to be on top of somebody to hit them, and your whole damage is, like, you hit them and then you run away. You know, that's... And on top of the fact that they have their ports... Um, their ports, uh, uh, they're just instant. Like, you see a Esper, they see them, like, take off. They, you see them, like, mount their pony and then ride off and then land. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, that's where he went. You see a medic, they're just like, poof, they're gone, you know? Yep. And then they, 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 you don't no, know where they are. Even spellsingers have a slight jump before they, they gate out. Yeah. They, like, jump into the air and then, poof, you know. And uh, Medics are just like, all right. And then, you know, and then they're laying down, like, six more fields. And you're like, oh, there they are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be my biggest uh, gripe would be medics, and and this is something I I always complain about is is that the 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 medic field build is known everyone knows that, and if you don't know and you work at Carbine, there's there's a big problem. But like everyone knows that this is overpowered and there's a huge problem, but there isn't a change in place, and there is no schedule change 
in place. And that's a huge problem. Uh, you know, the fact that they're making uh, changes or uh, to be happening when the drops happen and not in between is a huge issue and changes a lot in the PvP world. You know, the fact is, is that, you know, you have flavor of the month. Well, it's not flavor of the month anymore. It's flavor for every quarter. You know, oh, it, right now they say warrior medics are, 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 the, are, the, are the team. Okay, they, they nerf those two. Well, guess what? The next quarter of, of 2015, it's going to be another composition that's going to be overpowered. And, and that's not, again, that's not for a month. That's not for a couple weeks. That's for a quarter of the year. That means you've got a whole group of people that are turning around and going from flavor of the month to the next flavor of the month over and over again. And that's a huge issue. If we had uh, a more responsive, balanced team at being able to make these changes significantly quicker, I think we would have a better, better PvP world. I mean, can any of you guys disagree with that? Well, I just think that... First of all, I don't think we have a balanced team. I think each class lead is in charge of balancing their class. Does, does anybody have any refuting information for that? Mm, that As a whole, that, that should be a balanced team. <laughs> I think, we, right, I think the, we used to have a guy who said, hey, that's probably not a good idea. Or, hey, that sounds like a good idea. I think that was Buff, man. Now he's gone. That's a good idea, <laughs> but... But, yeah, like, no, I, I think, think that's a problem. Don't, don't you think that's a problem? Like, these people are in charge of, like, the feel of the class and, like, what the abilities, like, the mechanics of the abilities and all this other stuff. So they decide, okay, I want Assassinate to be a bursty ability that it has charges. They make that choice. And then they decide how much damage it does versus everything else in the game. Well, there, there, there should is, be, like... A there is a team that does PvP balance and does just PvP. All right. So I don't know where we left off, but... <laughs> One thing, one thing that has to do with balance right now is the the gear, the gear disparity. Datascape gear, you've got Datascape gear, you've got brand new people playing in PvP gear, and then you've got 1800 gear. And just just so you guys, just so everybody listening understands kind of the gear gap right now, like they did a good thing when they they normalized, they brought it very close the PvP gear to to each other, so that it was all only the runes that really mattered at that point. And you could definitely take that blue gear that you started with and make it to 1800. It might take a little bit longer, you know, than you would if you already had the gear. But that's it's totally a good step and a good pathway to get to where you need to be. And while you're while you're doing it, you're gonna learn what you what you need to do to PvP. With that datascape gear and the stuff that you can bring in, like the the sheer problem with that is that the datascape gear has more item budgets, more stat budgets that you're gonna get more valuable um, uh, stats. That are going to outweigh the the bonus you're going to get from from having the PVP stats or, or like the PVP defense or like that. It is literally as far away like good DS gear mixed in with 1800 gear is as far away as brand new like blue gear is from ruined 1800 gear. Like it's the the gaps. 1800 gear is the mid range right now. Like I can show you screenshots. Like I've looked into this. Like I've tried to you know get people to run me through Datascape just as a half a joke, half serious, just so I can get the gear and just to show everybody like how much of a, a, an issue it is. And the reason why I really talk about it so much is because Drop 4, like, I've, we've, had, we've got two posts on the, the PTR discussion that's like, what are you guys going to do? Because when you did the re-itemization, they just basically said, okay, we're just going to max everybody's main stat out, and then we're going to let people start choosing the other stats. And it's like, if you start maxing main stat out, Congratulations, you've just made new PvP gear. It's called legendary gear that you get from Datascape, and there's no point in even yeah, running no you know, PvP gear. Rated gear. You're just going to stack that. Yeah, and another thing, too, that, that, that kind of came that we kind of didn't predict was the extra two more slots that come from, you know, you can have five rune slots on PvP gear now instead of three. That's a tremendous like bonus to damage. 
And so now I think, from my, my opinion, I think that damage and healing is too high right now. Like the burst, like not because of burst, not because of the abilities, but because, you know, for instance, when I'm on my warrior, like I, I can play warrior healer and kill both the people in like a burst combo. That's not the way it should be. Like there is no counterplay to that. There is, it's like you try not to get caught in it. And then when you do, you're dead. You know, so that's kill times in general are too low. Well, it, yeah, it's too low of a time to kill. And I think that's that's a lot of issue that comes with people who are saying, like, double DPS doesn't do as good, or, like, so-and-so class. Like, spell singers, spell singers don't have, like, they're a burst class. And if their burst doesn't kill them, they're just, they don't do as much, you know? Whereas a medic, for instance, is constant, steady, overtime damage, but it's really high damage, and that's why they just melt everything. Warriors are kind of the same way. Like, when they, if they get onto you, and when they get onto you, they're going to do most of your HP as soon as they get on you. And that's wrong. that's not how it should be. You know, that's that's not the way, like, you can't balance around that, period. Like, yeah, skills and stuff don't matter. The, I can do all I, your HP. I thought the goal was to try to get to Warrior to be more of a ramp-up class. So with, in the start of that fight, that double DPS would have the advantage. But if they can't lock that Warrior down, now the tables are going to turn after a while. It doesn't seem like that. You're right. It just seems like Warrior's going to walk in, smack you, and walk away. Well, see, the other problem is with, like, your, your example with Spellslinger, like, damage model versus medic damage model, is that I think people assume that just because their time to kill is lower, they're less powerful than whatever other class. But like you're saying, if you can lock a character down, like, okay, this Spellslinger has used an ability, lock down, heal up. Okay, now he he has to start from scratch, but he's on cooldown with the beginning of his rotation. He's kind of screwed. Like, there's not really much he can do. And yeah, I say that like it's easy, and it's not, but it's not supposed to be easy. Um... Whereas a medic, like, you lock a medic down, he's back into his rotation immediately. Like, there's no gap between the middle of his rotation and the beginning and right. the end. Ex- he can just exactly. keep going. Like, it's, there's no locking a medic down. He's locked down while he's stunned. Whereas if you get a Spellslinger in the middle of their rotation and heal up, that Spellslinger probably can't kill you anymore. They should probably run away from that encounter. And so, it, like, the perception of time to kill being the measurement of quality of a class is such, like, a strange and, I think, incorrect notion. And I think also that that is what most people feel is the core of balance, is time to kill for each class should be the same. I don't think that's true at all. I, I think time to kill should be different, and that should open up a different, you know, group of playstyles per class. That that should be the playstyle difference, is time to kill, along with other things like how you cc and like whether your ccs or knockdowns or roots or whatever there's so many other things but that should be one of the main things is time to kill and i don't think the community as a whole would accept something like that and i think that's unfortunate and makes it really difficult to balance in a way that the community would accept i think a uh, a lot a lot of it too like i said that the datascape gear really compounds it because if if you can do a whole bunch of damage to somebody and they can heal it up after like 10 seconds that's one thing but if they can go from almost nothing to full HP in the matter of like three or four more seconds, like that's a, that's a big issue, and that's sure. the way it is right now. That's like you know, medics can do a couple things that brings their shield all the way to full, and then they're healing back up right away. Same thing with espers. I I play with an esper healer. That's my favorite healer to play with. That's what I play with when I'm healing, is because they they have huge they have a huge instant heal that does a lot, and you can constantly spam it as well as all the CC that they come with. But I, I think that the the I, it, like if you were to say like where would you start eclipse it would be drop damage down by about a quarter and you know like by 25% and drop healing down about 25%. That way you have more leeway where somebody can say okay I did really good I did a good good CC combo I burst them down. Now that person has to make a decision. They can either um you know they have to run away and kind of spend some time getting healed up 
or you know they're going to get killed you know just based on the, the pressure i think does that kind of make sense what i'm yeah, saying absolutely like, yeah 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 so we can all agree like, i think that time to kill is too low like it, everybody needs to live a little bit longer Basically. Yeah, and I, that's, that's a lot of that's from the extra rune slots, and a lot of that's from the the PVE gear being better in slot than certain pieces of PvP. You gear. could even do something, and this is a drastic thing. I don't know if it's recommended, but an option where if you're bringing in um, certain types of gear, like if you're bringing in mostly PVE gear without any power or uh, anything else, there should be like a, a, essentially a debuff on it. Like when you're going into battlegrounds, that eight escape gear is cut by like twenty five percent. To bring you on the same level as someone who would have equivalent PvP gear, that's a drastic move to make in in, in as an option, but it could be an option nonetheless. It's just a there's just a lot of issues that go into it. Like armor and PvP defense are are different, you know. Like PvP defense, PvP power affects that, and and then you have armor, you know, which is something that increases with the the legendary gear, which uh, favors classes that are light armor. Like the more armor you have as a light armor class, like you don't even get PvP defense as a spell singer or an esper because armor is better for you per percentage. It's not much better, but it's still better. And as you get legendary DS gear, like it's gonna have more armor than your PvP gear is. And maybe all it takes is just one more rune of PvP defense, and then the rest you've got a huge, you got so much more damage. And it's like it's just it's there's a there's a lot of issues that I think need somebody maybe like a PvP developer or something like that to just come sit down and be like, look, this is this is uh this is something that has to like just be looked at as the whole, and it affects gearing, affects itemization, affects class class teams and stuff like that. And I know it's a hard job, so to speak, but at the same time, I think there's like a good pathway and kind of why i was like a little bit raging in the forums about the warriors is that i feel like there's like a there's like a path you like you make changes and if they're good you know if they're good changes then you can keep them right if they're good changes for pve that affect pvp if it doesn't affect them adversely it's cool make them who cares like pvpers will adjust things change all the time but if it like it's just okay for pve like it's a good thing and then it just trashes pvp i think that's one of those times when you say hey wait a second that's a player base that's gonna get you know just kind of you're not you're not looking out for that player base's interest, and I, and I think there's like specific things, specific instances that that can be brought up, that kind of just show like there's a, there's a there's a lack of the right things being said to the people that are designing skills. Like I think there needs to be better PvP QA. I guess that's what I'm saying. Now sure. say that this is really hypothetical where we start to speculate. This is where we're kind of good at, I guess. Say we have the population comes up to a point where it's fairly healthy say we have the balance to the point where majority of the player base is um okay with the balance how long do you think it might take to get to that point because it, or how long can you think we could actually wait as a game would it, are, are we too far gone or is this something that we believe that as long as we can get someone up on this it might take this it could take this general amount of time and we could be stabilized i i, I don't think that it would take some uh, a similar amount of time if it got started now and it got it, like the the ball got rolling, I think right now there's a general wait. Let's wait to the PvP town hall and let's talk, and then we're going to make decisions. And then six months from now, we're going to have something that looks like a good PvP game again. Whereas at the same time, like you know, I, I think that it, it starts in increments. You make one change and then you you go from there. You you, you, you know, like you you don't really kind of want to roll everything into once, but like you know, get the get the gear, get the gears sorted out so there's a set of gear for PvPers to wear that's for PvPers that's not going to um, you know impact pve and that's going to give everybody a balanced playing field and i think most importantly there doesn't need to be a, a 
gear gap in PvP. I don't think I think most more than most people will agree that that doesn't need to happen. There should be customization that lets people have alternatives to what they have. Like you know, like I suggested once, five omni slots. You get to do whatever you want with them. PvP power, PvP defense, whatever, more crit, something like that. Guild Wars 2 does something like that. I think that's something that's good and changes and let people have different gear, but it doesn't change the uh, the, the the potential for that gear for other people, so to speak. Like RNG slots random you know random rune slots really kind of is a huge issue for pvp that needs to go like period needs to go really and yeah i think it's the worst thing that could happen i've had like three or four people that i played with every day quit the game over it you know because you there was a point where one person after they made that change could potentially never get gear that was good as the as what we started with when we first hit 1800 and i think that's a big issue like i think rng slots is a is a is a major thing that needs to go for pvp um, what, what was I I'm sorry, I got on the, I got on the. <laughs> no, no, no. The PVP I mean, talk train. You, you, me- you mentioned something uh, uh, about the, the PVP town hall, and I think this is a, probably a good time to pimp that out and uh, close the sh- show off. Uh, I believe towards the end of this, what? I just want to say one more thing before. Of uh, course you do. We close stuff out. I, all these problems aside, I can't wait for the day where we can uh, talk about the changes they make and how they fixed everything and the fact that population exists and and it'll be a great show somewhere down the road and I'm just I'm just calling it here here and now episode twenty whatever twenty seven uh, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, I we think will Indigo, have that episode someday I think Indigo yeah. did a pretty good job leading this for us because. Yeah, good job, buddy. But let's uh, continue. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, I I believe at the end of this month we there's going to be a PvP town hall, which uh, Eclipse you're a part of. I I di- I don't think, <laughs> I, I haven't seen I haven't seen the roster. Hey, why are you I, laughing so much? <laughs> no, we can't talk about it. <laughs> I, I think we can. I think this is a great this is a great time to put it. Um, no, no, no. I no? don't know okay. who else. Is, oh, I don't know who else is in it. I, I haven't seen the roster. I know Baz put it together. You're in it. Uh, who else is? Does anyone else know? Ooh, there's um, a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are. I know. Yeah. I know at least another person from Gatlike Gangsters is going to be there. Uh, at least a few people from other very prominent PvP guild guilds going to be there. Uh, I don't remember names though, which is I feel really bad for. Yeah, there's like 45, 50, uh, I think yeah. people, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so, so there's gonna be a ton of people on there, and I know Baz has asked uh, us to to moderate some of the chat, and depending on the date that they pick, will d- depend on how many of us can actually get involved with uh, moderating. Um, but uh, that's coming up. I'm really excited about that. And uh, Doc, why don't you, on that note, why don't you run us out and say our goodbyes? Yeah, sure. Uh, Eclipse, I want to say thank you very much for coming on. You've been yes, freaking sir. awesome. Yes, it's a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, is there anything you wanted to promote while you're here? Uh, yeah, let's let's do the plugs. Um, Guy like gangsters. Uh, Friday night, 8 p.m. War plots. Be there. It's a really awesome part of the game that not many people are, are seeing. And I I thought it was gonna suck until I started doing it. And now I, that, that's why <laughs> you know that's what I want to do now. I guess war plots are awesome. Um, and then three v threes are on Saturday night. Which which oh, uh, time zone? 8 p.m. Eastern time. Ah. So 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, yeah. You said threes, then, right? Uh, yes, yeah, threes Saturday night. And then uh, Saturday night, same time, just whenever people start queuing it up. So they've, they've kind of scheduled some times to do those specific PvE things. Warplots Friday, 3 for 3 Saturday, and then 2 is in practice battlegrounds whenever you can get it. You know, so, so it's, it's more like one of those things where it starts at 8 Eastern, but then goes on until it kind of peters out? Or is there like a set time? Uh, it peters out. Well, generally what it is, it's until the other team stops wanting to lose against the <laughs> uh, so how do we get around that like, more fucking teams more fucking teams people more fucking teams yeah, there's so much it's like it's, it's so much it's like there's that you can do that it's just like they just want to do it they just want to participate you know sure, that absolutely. they just need to let people do it 
Awesome. Cool. Awesome. And then um, Indigo might want to plug something for us as well. Uh, yeah, I would love to plug something. So uh, I mentioned on the previous podcast that we would give you a release date for Q Times. And, uh, well, guess what? Uh, I can't do that. Uh, and the reason I can't do that is because I'm a dick and I'm just kidding. And no, crew uh, looks incredibly <laughs> relieved. I was just like, no, 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 I wasn't relieved. So that the reason good. that's is right before last uh, last week's podcast, Krug and I were in a screaming match about when the release date was going to be and when we felt comfortable about it. And I mean, we were legitly arguing about it. All right, it's pretty so, fun to watch. And yep. so, uh, um, so th- we finally agreed that this week we would uh, give you a le- legitimate date. We are going to release the website on uh, January nineteenth. So. <laughs> so- then uh, we, we, we've been working very, very difficult and very, very hard on it. Wait, we've been working very hard on this. Working difficult very project. difficult on it. <laughs> wow. I thought I had trouble with this. Uh, so, yeah, right. that, that, that's our next up-and-coming uh, piece of equipment that we're working on. I mean, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, Doc has got a whole bunch of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris. <laughs> that, I, um, I, I wasn't expected to like I I wasn't <laughs> expecting to like give an announcement. I was like, oh shit, I, I'm supposed to do that. We agreed on that. Oh fuck. Um, but no, we we've got a whole bunch of stuff. You, there's a bunch of content. There's uh, content creators that you've seen around, um, and th- there, it's now one place that you can you can get. And we've get, been getting uh, emails coming in for people to request uh, that they could create content, and you know, send us an email. Uh, we would uh, we want to see as much content as possible. So. It's a community site, and it's 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 about gaming in general. Yeah, and if you want to uh, try to uh, come create content for us, we basically uh, just send us an email and, and say that you're interested to uh, admin at qtimes.com, and that'll go do a bunch of us um, so that we can take a look at your request. And we'll basically just ask to see a sample of something. It doesn't have to be something you've already done. It doesn't have to be published or anything. Just make a video, make an article, make whatever it is you want to contribute, and uh, we'll take a look at it, and we'll get back to you and have a friendly conversation about it. And going back to the more uh, plug stuff, if you guys want to do an add-on or have us look at an add-on for Need Greed Pass, make sure you email us as well. Uh, and this is going to be the end of the show for tonight. My name is Doc. I have with me Indigo. Hello. Bye. I have Krug. Hello. Bye, I guess. I guess and that's, that's sign off. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, thanks, awesome. thanks for coming on, man. Everyone be good to each other. This is STOS episode 27 for this week. Good night.